This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter Podcast. I am Billy Mully and today I'm joined by Dylan Bundia and Jamie Castle as we go through the strong point against Sheffield United before we talk about the victory in South Wales as we defeat Cardiff 2-1. Also, we look ahead as we face Wigan at the weekend as the Hatters try to make it 10 points from 4, something that I'm sure will get us all buzzing again. It was a great victory yesterday. Um, performance levels are, are back very high. Dylan, I, I guess the first question is, you know, is Wembley booked again? <laughs> Bit early to say, but but I think what a week, you know, to go away to Swansea, beat them to beat them, beat them um, and then beat and then play Sheffield United in the week and should have won the game because Sander Burge was offside. And then go away to Cardiff again, go to Wales down the M4 and, and win on the road. Yeah, I think we are, we, we, we're now fully, fully in Luton Town mode. And, um, and it's a huge win. It's a huge win and, and a fantastic win at the same time. And it's just so good to see us doing this again. And, and we, we know now after, after the first few games where there was a little bit of nervousness, like this is Luton Town now. This is where we were last year. Better than we were last year, I think, because this time last year we weren't quite as consistent. Um, over the course of a week again these three kind of big games so absolutely fantastic and and yeah there's no reason why we shouldn't now be thinking yeah let's let's go for this now let's go playoffs and let's aim higher than that even I thought I was the optimistic one but Billy's brought the W word out after seven points in in 10 days bloody hell Bill come on I know roles are reversed that's what's happening <laughs> but as we say South Wales is now our Yorkshire um pretty disappointing that we've got no more trips to South Wales We'll take it back to Sheffield United, though. We'll do it 
in order. And again, it might have just been a point, but it was a very, very important point, inspiring point, given the fact that Sheffield United are expected to do very well this season, given the fact they've proven already to be a very, very strong outfit in this division. They, they displayed that last year, seemingly hitting new heights already this season. So to, to earn a point against a club that's done as good business as they, they've done, Obviously, they've got the base of the team. Heckenbottom's obviously a very good manager. Um, and, and to be in a position where we perhaps, well, arguably were the better team, that's, I guess, the, the thing to take away from this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that that first half of football was probably the best half that I've seen us play in the Championship since, since we come back. I thought it was... I mean, to be fair, as a full 90, apart from that sort of 10 minutes of madness, I thought it was one of the most complete performances that I've certainly seen at, at the Kenny against a very, very good Sheffield United side. I I think I, I tweeted at half-time that it, it, even though we we were superb, you could still see glimpses that they they had something special. And I, I think, obviously, Ndai is one of the best, one of the outstanding players in the league. Um so to to put in a performance like that against a side as good as them was we just made it even better. Um, and apart from seven minutes of madness, I, I'm, I know Dylan said Sanderberg was offside, and yet he is that no no disagreement there. But we had three chances to head the ball away when it when it comes back in for the corner. So I think you have, to an extent you have to also look at yourself there. So I've got I've got no, no massive complaints really for the equaliser. Um, but yeah, other than that, I thought we were outstanding, and probably even even at one one to come back and probably look like the team that was going to win the game. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really positive performance. Yeah, and you could just tell it was a proper like Friday night. I wasn't there, unfortunately. I was watching it on shift. Um, but you know, you could just tell, and my dad was messaging me like, you know, this is this is electric, and this is Kenilworth Road on a Friday night under lights against Sheffield United, and and looting the back and, and not that we were ever gone, but, you know, we were just had a good game against Swansea and now we're going to follow it up with something. And, um, and it was yes, just fantastic. And the performance levels were through the roof and, and you could just see everything clicking into place. And, and at this stage, it's about performance levels. It's about where is the group at? Are we really in a place where we're going to be competing at the top end of the league where we believe we can? And absolutely from that, whether, whether we, even if we'd lost the game and, and, a bit of quality from NDI had won the game in the last minute or something like that had happened, you would still walk away from that thinking we're in a place now where we can go and challenge. Um, and, and then to back that up again against Cardiff and was just phenomenal because the performance levels for seven games, you know, for three games were, were just through the roof. And it's brilliant to watch. It's brilliant to watch. And it's just so, in, so you know, it enthuses everyone, enthuses the squad, enthuses the manager because it's just great to see that, that we're at those levels. One thing that I've noticed now quicker than I've ever noticed it before in, in our championship seasons is that NJ seems to have an 11 or, you know, maybe a rotation of 12, 13 that are pretty much guaranteed starters at the moment. And sometimes he found it difficult to, to fully start a campaign and, and find that starting 11. There's been points within previous seasons where, it was still difficult to to know who was going to be starting each week, but I don't know if if it's the same with you two. But I find that we're in a position now where we can pretty much guess the team sheets, and that's not very good for for us on Fan Hub if we're trying to give away things. Uh, I think I think so far this season it's been a 
bit of a case of the hand that he's been dealt. I think we've had a good six to eight, well, six to eight, certainly first 18 players that have, that have been out out injured. And also to an extent, I mean, I guess if you look at in that starting 11, obviously Stan Potts might not have been in Nathan's mind come sort of well, at, at last June in terms of that, that, that he's going to be our starter at left, left centre half. And even obviously Luke Freeman's come to show how good he has been for us, but potentially Corley Woodrow was one that actually Nathan thought was going to be our first choice in that position there. But I think to an extent, Corley's not quite reached the level yet. Obviously, it's only seven games, hasn't reached it yet. So as a byproduct, Freeman sort of nailed that that number 10 spot. Um, and I think just across the park, it's been a little bit of off the hand that he's been dealt. I think wait until we get past this first international break in a few weeks' time, and I think you're going to see a bit more rotation there for sure. Yeah, that's a good point you make there. Rotation is going to be key. Of course, we've got this season that's going to be hindered by the World Cup. So rotation is going to going to be massive for us as the season progresses. We might even see it on Saturday. Who knows at this point? Just coming to, to you boys here, who, who particularly stood out against Sheffield United? Because obviously... We've spoken a lot about individuals this season. Of course, it's a team game. We've got this this massively competitive squad, but there there have been some very very outstanding, should I say, individual performances so far this season. And I think it was the case again. Whilst the collective was very very good, we still had some individuals putting in some absolutely brilliant displays. I think Morris is the obvious one because he scored the goal and I thought his, his hold-up play, I mean, I, th- I think his hold-up play for the last three games has been fantastic, but was particularly last night at Cardiff and then um, against, against Sheffield United. But for me, Jordan Clark, I think the way he's the way he's taken to this new, I think I put it on, on our group chat, it's almost sort of like Andrea Perlo, number six type role and he's just taken to it like a, like a duck to water. He's, he's been fantastic. Um, and I think in that game against Sheffield United, against a difficult midfield, you've got the experience of Norwoods, you've got the, the physicality of Sander Berger, who Clark seems like he's half his height, but still managed to w- win some battles against him. I, I think, for me, Jordan Clark was my man of the match on Friday night. Yeah, I'd, I'd struggle to disagree with that, to be honest. I think I think after the, after the Preston game, I was a little bit worried about Clark in that deeper role, and going into the season, I was a little bit apprehensive with that. Um, but I think he's just grown into it, and and again, it's it's a really tricky one because it depends on the situation. Like I think against Preston, he he struggled a little bit because he was given loads of time on the ball, and and he had to try and pick out like switches of play and stuff. But then against Cardiff and against Sheffield United, you know they step onto us a bit more, so the game becomes naturally a little bit more one v one. So he uses his body, uses his clever movement, his technique to just jolt round people and play clever things, which is what he does in that more advanced role anyway. Um, so look, we'll see how he does in that because teams will come in and sit in and, and that will be a new challenge. But I thought he looked, in terms of the way he switched the play out especially, and it was a little bit, in, in terms of how he executed those longer passes as well, was a lot better than he did against Preston um, a few weeks ago. And he just looks a lot more comfortable in that role and, and out of possession as well was was fantastic. And, and so, yeah, you know, I think in the absence of Lansbury, I think a debate with our central midfield a little bit was who's going to be that natural deep liar. Um, and Clark has more than answered that, um, which was needed because we needed someone in there to just help him out, help out Campbell, help out Freeman, who we want higher up the pitch. 
Um, so yeah, big up Jordan Clark stepping into a new role and, and absolutely smashing it um, for now the last few games. Do you think that's sustainable? Do you think we can see Clark playing in that role for, for as we say, the, the rest of the season? We've got Henry Lansbury coming back to full fitness. Of course, Pelly Ruddock's going to return to full fitness, hopefully, pretty soon. Is Jordan Clark kind of player that, that you can see sitting in that role and, and continuing to put the levels of performance he needs to put in to, to justify regular inclusion? I'm not sure it needs to be. I think, like, like you said, you've got Lange coming back, you've got Pelly coming back. There'll be some games where where we'll sit Gabe Oshay there, as, as we saw saw last night for the last half hour. Or so I think, I think it, it it doesn't need to be sustainable in the fact that he's going to play 46, 90 minutes in that position. Um, it, it, it's rare that that you see even even the best teams in the league. It's rare that you if you were to if you were to compare the average minutes or like the average starting eleven of a Fulham for the for the first 10 games last season to the last 10 games last season, there's going to be three or four material changes there, I bet. Um, I think I think the starting eleven changes naturally through the course of a season, such as in the Championship. So I think in terms of can he sustain his performance when he's called upon, yeah, without a doubt. But in terms of in that position necessarily, then maybe it's not, it's, it's not needed so much. And I think just on that as well, it's about using different options in different games and different situations and just understanding what players give us in certain moments. So we know that Lansbury is going to give us a bit more range in his passing and, and a bit more penetration probably in terms of his passing strengths. But out of possession, probably struggles a little bit more, well, definitely struggles more than Clark. Um, so that would depend on the game in terms of when we come up against a team who sit off a little bit more and aren't going to offer as much going forward. Uh, you know, we know Pelly when he comes back and Osho gives like, give us loads out of possession. Um, you know, really aggressive front-footed players who will turn the ball over high. And then we know Clark's going to give us a bit more cleverness when teams step onto us. So, you know, I, I think as soon as we get, well, Lansbury's back on the bench now, which is unbelievable. Um, you know, Pelly's going to be back soon. Then we've got Clark, you know, we've got kind of three different, and then Berry, obviously, and Woodrow. We've got very different options in there for, that we can just use in different moments. Um, so, yeah, so far, I mean, Clark, there's no reason why he can't continue to play there. But just in terms of, just strengthening our options a little bit and giving us a bit more variation in certain moments um, is really important going forward. And, and obviously, Clark will need a rest at some point. Someone will get injured. You know, Freeman's a little bit injury-prone. Will he need a rest at some point? Um, so it just gives us more options, to be honest, moving forward. Before we move on to the victory at Cardiff, I think it's a perfect opportunity to remind listeners that, that Jamie Castle is now returning to these podcasts <laughs> after Luton get back to winning ways. Just let that sink in. Just um, consider that. I did think before we start that that they're going to think I'm like a fair weather podder where actually he uh, he mysteriously di- disappears after a tough start to the season and then yeah, so seven points in ten days and they come back. Yeah, it's um, it, 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 I can assure you it's very coincidental. Yes, as you keep telling us, but I, I think <laughs> got a uh, I think the 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 best phrase for it is probably glory hunting podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure you can join in with some Sheffield United ones later because uh, expect them to do very well. We'll go on to Cardiff, of course. Last night, another very, very impressive performance. Won all three points in South Wales for the second time this season. Uh, fourth time over the last two seasons because, of course, it was two victories against both Swansea and Cardiff last year. This one had quite a similar feel to, to Swansea in terms that they didn't really hurt us. They saw lots of possession. 
Um, I thought Cardiff was slightly better than than Swansea. I don't know if that's how you saw it. Slightly toothless going forward, but kept possession well and, and got into good positions. Um, I guess the first place to start again is, uh, you know, scoring two away from, from home is always going to be beneficial in, in a team season. Disappointing, I guess, to concede the, the goal we did, but it's similar to, to maybe Stoke last year where, you know, we put in a very, very good shift and a lapse of concentration perhaps and a very good strike, albeit uh, culminated in us conceding and, and losing that clean sheet. But overall, very good performance and something, again, to take a lot of confidence from. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to do that again, I know I mentioned it before, but just to do it again and again and again, do it after Sheffield United come back and put in that kind of performance was fantastic. You know, I, I thought, yeah, obviously Cardiff had more of the ball, but we know that we're never really going to have more of the ball, especially away from home. Um, you know, they had some nice patterns of play and, and they they broke lines at points quite nicely, but, but in and around the box, they were they were fairly ineffective and that was a mixture of them, you know, maybe not being quite at it in those areas, but us also defending our box unbelievably well. You know, like that block from James Bree, I mean, what a block that is. Um, but we just defended our box so well. Lockyer again, top, top class, Potts, fantastic, apart from the misclearance that he did um, that went to Sawyers in the end and he scored. Um, fantastic again, down Potts. So, you know, we defended our box brilliantly and and I think, you know, we, we're just effective in those areas. We're effective in our own box and we're effective in the other box. Um, and, you know, if you do those two things and then you can, you're able to just keep a lid on teams out of possession, you're going to win games of football. Um, so, yeah, well done. I mean, Morrison had some interesting things to say after the game about control. You know, they can control a game, but can you, can you dominate a game? That's a different thing. Um, you know, anyone can control a game in possession, but you can control a game out of possession as well. And that's what we did, I thought. Um, you know, they're not a bad team and, and they're, they're a good team, but I think we, we really controlled them out of possession. Um, and then we're just deadly when, when we need to be. Yeah, very interesting comments there from Morrison saying that, that he, well, he thought that they dominated the game. Um, I think he's, you know, held a very similar stance throughout the season. Um, Cardiff fans on Twitter were quick to, to say, no, he's been saying this pretty much all season. Be interesting if he if he was in charge at Bournemouth for that Liverpool game. I wonder what if he would have continued with that that phrase that they dominated the game. It seems that he's that kind of character. But enough about them. More about us, and we'll start Tom Lockyer. What a reintroduction it has been for him. I think near the start of the season, Jones assured him that game time will come, um, and he's come probably sooner than most would have expected. But he's come in, and he has been superb, hasn't he? Yeah, without a doubt. I think he's not one that we've ever doubted his ability. It's just a case of who was ahead of him. Um, obviously, Dan Potts was in there purely by the fact that he's left-footed, but he's actually played really well this season, so he, he's very much deserving of his spot at the minute. Reese Burke, for me, has always been that little, little edge ahead of Tom Lockyer. I think he gives offers us a bit more. Um, and then Sonny, because his captain, has sort of been in that central spot, but obviously Lockyer has taken advantage of... of uh, personal reasons in terms of Sonny being out and he and he's grabbed them with, with both hands and I, I didn't doubt that he would he's we, we we know from that season when he sort of replaced Matty Pearson where actually I, th- I think I think he was injured for like half a year and we, we missed him a lot so he like, never doubted his ability um so it's, it's, I'm just pleased for him that he's got a run in the side obviously he got got the World Cup for Wales in it, uh, sort of in in a few months so he 
is obviously targeting that hopefully for, for, for him. So yeah, it's good to see again squad depth sort of come to the fore. And another name to mention, James Bree. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was very critical after his performance against Bristol City. Didn't you know? There's no agenda at all because I think Bree's absolutely fantastic, and we've said that when he has been fantastic, but. Also, when we criticise, you have to point out when he has been very good. And for me, that was one of his best performances in a Luton shirt. That's not me just getting carried away with that absolutely stunning assist. Defensively, he was brilliant, I thought. He, he contained and Kunku, full of energy, full of wit and, and guile as well. He contained him very well. Um, and then, of course, going forward, he was a threat. Deliveries were, were on point. And it was just uh, another very, very strong performance from Bree. Something that, you know, was a very, very common theme last season. Yeah, he was fantastic, and I think, you know, the, uh, the reason I think why he got he got pushed back to right centre half. I don't know if there was an injury to Reese Burke, but um, if it was a, a kind of rational decision, I think we just wanted someone to affect the game a little bit more one v one higher up the pitch because James Bree is his delivery is unbelievable. He gets into really good positions. He's very clever with his passes and he's, he's very good at that. But I just think there are a number of times when we got it out to him on the right, we were able to switch out and then he was in a kind of 1v1 situation with Nkunku. But he's not a 1v1 player per se. Um, and he was looking to deliver, which is just what he does really well. And push him back to right centre-back then, he can affect the game in that sense. And then Onye Dimmer was just in front of him to go 1v1 like we did for the goal. But yeah, James Bree was excellent. And I think that block it that block at the end just epitomises, and we've said it a number of times on the pod over the last year or so, um, the kind of player that he's become versus the the player that we got on loan in our first season in the Championship. Just chalk and cheese, especially out of possession, it's chalk and cheese. Um, and it's just pretty, you know, a testament to him, a testament to the coaching staff for the work they've done with him because he is now, as NJ says, you know, one of the best right-backs, if not the best right-back in the league. Um, so, yeah, good for him because he deserves it and uh, and he's a fantastic player in and out possession now, crucially. And a third player to mention here, have to do it, Fred Onyedimma, what an impact he made after just 100 seconds. Um, and that wasn't his only contribution because he, he run and cuckoo ragged for the, for his, the time he was on. Um, gives us a completely different threat. And, and Dylan, as you say there, James Bree is not the, the kind of player you want running one-on-one the defender, well, Fred Onidimmer is, and he done that very well, didn't he? So good. And I think, as we said it before the pod, before we came on, that um, imagine if we had him in the playoffs, because he just changes you. He just changes the team completely. You know, when you have someone like that, who can just go 1v1 and is so dynamic and so athletic and can deliver the way he does, it just changes the game completely, changes the team, because you've suddenly got that focal point out on the right. That's different. Like James Bree, I don't want to don't want to feel like I'm just being disrespectful to him or anything. He's a really good technical player, but in terms of that explosiveness, like Onye Dimmer is off the charts. You know, he's the best in our team at that. Um, so yeah, he just completely changes the game, and and he would just get the ball up the pitch, enable us to just drive further towards that byline a little bit more than crossing from deeper positions, um, which James Bree is so good at. But just get a bit close to the byline, and then as Fred does that, as he drives forward, that just gives that little more time players to arrive late it drops the back line a little bit deeper towards their own goal opens up that space for Freeman to run into as he does um just changes the dynamic of your attack so yeah you know we can view it in an negative way like oh imagine if he was there during the playoffs because I think it would have been such a big 
I think he was a huge miss, you know, up there with Elijah. Um, but, you know, so good to have him back because he just changes you. He just changes the way a team can attack. Um, and it's just so good 1v1, like just unbelievably good 1v1. So great to have him back. And, and hopefully now he can just stay fit, get a run of games and, and or even if he's just impacting stuff off the bench, you know, no issue with that at all because comes on against tired defenders, then he's even more dangerous, arguably. Also gives us that opportunity to be flexible. Um, we were speaking at the start before we were on air about the, the potential of, of going to a formation with wingers, I guess, in-game. Um, that is more likely to happen with a player like Oni Dimmer available. Um, uh, I know it's, it's not something that well we expect to happen in terms of starting 11. We, we seem very set on the system. The system works, obviously, but in-game, something that, that perhaps could happen with Anya Dimmer back in the side. Um, again, something that could perhaps help Elijah Adebayo rediscover his goal-scoring form as well. You think of, um, you know, whole last year when those two linked up very, very well, won us the game. Um, yeah, it could be something that could help Elijah Adebayo rediscover his goal-scoring touch. And on the, the note of Adebayo, we, we've said it, that, that he, he needs a goal. Some performances have been there. Some performances are slightly under what we expect of him. But the last couple of games, he's held the ball up well. He, there's still something, in my mind, not quite clicking for him. I don't know if that's a goal. I don't know what it is. But there's something that's just not clicking at the moment. And I don't know if that's the view of your, you two as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I tweeted again last night. It's, it, it, was, it was a bit of a, of a tough watch to an extent. I think, like you say, there's something not not quite right there. Um, but you just have to try and put him through it. I mean, I think we, we will forget that he's still only 24 and we signed him for 200 grand from League, from, from League 2. And like, yeah, it's, it's sort of been something that I was going to say if I was on a, on a pod before, but I, I think we our, our level of expectation now is sort of at a point where we just expect him to be like this Mitrovic S striker where he bags twenty plus goals of the season. When there's a chance that he might not be that. Like, okay, we we've all valued him at ten plus million, but but who's to say that that he is that? And I think I think well, I think we, we we all believe that he is, but I think we all also need to give a bit a bit of of breathing room a little bit. Um, because like like I said, he's twenty four. We signed him for two hundred grand. Like we just need to give him a bit of headspace. I'm sure Nathan will, will will pull him through it. And it's like last night, Nathan just played him through that little bit of a of a tough spell. And it's something that we're gonna have to do. Um, and even if one come, even if one goes in off his ass, and and that's what it takes, and so be it. Yeah, it's a bit like in terms of you know he's he's obviously not hitting the levels that he did last year. Um, he's not that far away. I, I think as long as He's doing all the right things out of possession. There are a couple of moments um, where he just maybe just got it a tiny bit wrong in terms of how he pressed. But his overall work ethic, his attitude, everything he's doing is right at, the, at high levels now. Sheffield United, the same. Uh, Cardiff, fantastic in that sense. It's just that little bit of confidence, I think, in that final action. And, and as a player, you know, as a striker, especially when, you, when you're a goal scorer and you're known as a goal scorer and then you have a few games where you don't score, you know, in your own head, you build it up. And I think it's important, like Jamie said, to just play through that. Um, it's a bit like Pelly. Um, you know, when Pelly's having a bad spell, we generally play him through it because we know at some point he'll come through the other end and he's a fantastic player for us. Um, but if you just pull them out and then put them back in, who says they're going to suddenly 
play at the levels they were. So just keep playing Elijah through it because we know he's going to score goals. He'll be absolutely fine. Just got to get that first goal, just get a tap in from one yard and suddenly you'll, you'll feel a million dollars and and be absolutely fine. Um, but he'll be, yeah, look, it's, it's, it, he, he does so much for us without scoring goals anyway that I think there's no problems with him just carrying on and just keep playing through it and he'll score goals and he'll score 10, 15, 20 goals this year, 100%. I guess that's an exciting prospect that, you know, performance levels have been as high as they have been over the last three games. And, and you know, our talisman is not really fully firing. I guess once it does click, it could be quite devastating. It could be something that, you know, could help us push on and, and go on some sort of winning run. And it's something that could be the slight difference between succeeding and not succeeding. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that there will be a game this season where both Morris and Eli won it and they are absolutely frightening. It could be a 3-4-5 niller and, and, and that will happen. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it will because both of them together as as a front pair, their, their ceiling is ridiculous. Like, I would not want to be a centre-half in this league. That I mean, like we said about Sheffield United, that they, they, they put one of the best back threes in the league under a lot of pressure. So imagine what they can do to any normal mid-table side in this league so I, I can't wait to see that You mentioned there Morris and, and Adebayo scoring bags for when's Coventry at home and that's the real <laughs> question here that could be that could be the turning point for them too not them too sorry because Morris has been has, has been excellent um, but yeah as we say still expect big things from Elijah we'll go on to Wigan now uh Really good opportunity, I guess, to continue this this run that we've been on in terms of performances and results. Uh, they've been a team that probably could be labelled early on as the, the draw specialist, drawn four out of their six so far, winning one and losing the other. Uh, quite a mediocre start, but for a new new uh, well, team returning to the championship, that is pretty good going. Yeah, and they're this team that have all... This, they've got something really intangible about them um they they find a way i think is is probably the best way to describe it they find a way of getting results and they did it last year and they've kept basically the same entire squad from last year when they got promoted and they keep doing the same thing i, I know they got um they had a bit of a difficult one against uh burnley wasn't it yeah against burnley they had a tough game but they just find a way of getting results and getting points which is what you need it um you know think back to when we were um, in our first season in the championship and we didn't have that you know we couldn't find a way to just churn out results um, I think these guys do and, and they're a very very tough team to play against and, and when you have a group of players who've just got promoted doing that and thriving off that you know it, it's going to be tough to pick up results against them because they make it difficult wherever they go um, obviously barring the Burnley game so it'll be a really tough game and they've got some good players you know McGuinness is direct physical uh, you know, focal point. Um, I really like uh, Curtis Tilt, good centre half. Um, obviously, they've got players like James McLean, and you know they've got a good team. Uh, and just because they're a newly promoted side who haven't made many signings, doesn't mean that that um, you know they're going to be easy to beat because they are literally the opposite of that. And another point you, you sort of mentioned a few players there, Dylan. But but where do you see the threats coming from? Obviously, you, you mentioned McGinnis there, big powerful unit. Um, come across him a few times over the years. I think um, he started when we played Hull at home last season and then whilst he wasn't um, excellent, he did cause a couple of problems. He, he's one of those kind of players like 
like McLean as well that that can cause problems in the championship and and will do as the season progresses. But though, as you say, they're also a side that work very very hard. Liam Richardson's done a very very good job so far. So of course it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know uh, you know someone like Will Keane as well. Um, you're very different to McGinnis. You know he's just. You know, he's 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 clinical. He's a center, He's just kind of typical center. Not typical, um, but in terms of taking opportunities, fantastic. Um, and and you give him an opportunity, he'll score. And it's a good. He's a good foil, a good partnership with McGinnis. Um, Niambe as well. Niambe is a good wing back. They signed from Blackburn, I think. Was it this summer or last summer? I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, but obviously, very good. Very good wing back. Um, very highly rated at Blackburn. Um, done well for Wigan. Um, so far, so yeah, you know. But I think with with Wigan, it's just the way that they go about their business and how tough they are to beat, and how together they are, and they, how they've carried that from League One into the Championship. You know, and coming to a place like us where we're in form, we want to push the top of the league. You know, they won't care about that, and and you know, they're not like you know, and I don't like saying this, but they're not like the team that came that we took up with us um, to. The championship. Not that that's an indictment of the players in any way, shape, or form. You know, we know why things went a little bit wrong that year, um, and I don't think it was massively down to the players. Um, but yeah, you know, they'll be tough to beat, and and they're a really well organised team. Turning the attentions back to us is again, as I said, a, a real good opportunity to strengthen this run we're on. Seven points from nine, returning back to Kenilworth Road. Yet to win at Kenilworth Road, um, as we said, a real, a real good opportunity to, to put that record right. Looking at us, there, there's going to be selection dilemmas, of course. It's the third game of a week, so will rotation kick in? As, as Jones alluded to, there's going to be a few players that have previously been unavailable, back available for, for Saturday's clash. Harry Cornick and Alfie Doughty, two names that... that will be in line for starts. Henry Lansbury as well. We mentioned how, how well Jordan Clark's been doing. Lansbury could come in, of course. What do you both think? Do you think this is the game that, that Jones will be viewing as the ideal one to, to make a couple of changes to the starting eleven? Um, if so, where, where can you see and who can you see coming in? I think for me, you've just got to sort of go as you were. I think, like you said, we, we've not won at home yet. So I think it's really, really important that we sort of break that, break that duck. Um, as, as long as there's no niggling injuries to any of the 11 that, or, or sort of 11 plus the subs that came on last night, I think you just go as you were. I think there's no there's no reason to change the Eli and Morris front two. I think the midfield, the midfield three of Freeman, Clark and Campbell is working well. So I think, yeah, it's a great opportunity to, to to sort of get get three points hopefully and, and kickstart our our form at home and not just the weekend game. You've sort of between now and the international break, we've got three out of the four are at home, so it's it's really important that we we try and get as get maximum points from those from, from those three if possible. I mean, was it Wigan, Coventry, and Blackburn? Obviously, each pose different threats and and each won't be an easy game, but. It's, it, if we if we can get seven or, or nine points from those three home games, then it would be a fantastic start to the season. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think um, you know you can ask the question: who deserves to be dropped? Uh, don't think anyone deserves to be dropped after that. But at the same time, the question is: how is this game different? And it's going to be very different to to what we faced against Cardiff. Now, what I would think about is: right, does Fred deserve to come in? Could we do that maybe on the left side? 
Um, and, you know, as harsh as it is on Dan Potts, we know that we're going to have to break down a bit more of a low block against, or, you know, a bit more of a team that sits in a little bit more. So, you know, can we push Bell back into the three and play Fred at left wing back? Maybe. That would be very harsh on Dan Potts, though. You know, do we think about Fred on the right? Maybe. Because um, I don't think Dow, you know, on the left, obviously, Doughty isn't ready. Apart from that, wouldn't change much unless, obviously, as Jamie said, there's any injuries or physically people are really struggling. Um, because the team's in good rhythm, playing very, very well, and, and who deserves to be dropped from that? Um, so I think maybe Fred's the only one that, that we think could come in on either side. But apart from that, I, I don't think we'll change anything, really. Can you can you see Cornick and Doughty on the bench with Jones saying that they, they should be available for the game? Can you see them, them coming on potentially and, and then staking a claim for, for inclusion as the season progresses? I hope so. I mean, if 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 you've got Cornet, Doughty, and Fred on the bench, then that's some that's that's some pace on the bench to bring on if if we need to chase a game or or or, or nick a goal. So if yeah, if, if if they are on the bench, then that only is a bonus to us. Who goes off the bench though? Because I'm looking at <laughs> our knows? bench and I'm yeah, I'm thinking Berry, Woodrow, Lansbury, Fred, Osho, and Jerome. You know, I, I would not want to be Nathan Jones right now because like. He must be losing sleep over it now because people are injured in a really sickening way, hoping someone gets injured. Do we really need a goalkeeper on the bench? Do we really need Matt Macy on there? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, why not? Just, just just gamble that Horvath is fine and doesn't get sent off. And then, and then yeah, maybe we'll think about Lansbury in goal in case. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Who, I mean, if you're Nathan Jones and you've got Doughty and Cornick waiting in the wings, I mean, I don't know who you'd get rid of rid of on that bench because Musque wasn't even in the squad you know and he was in the squad two games ago he was starting two games ago so you know good luck Nathan um, wish you all the best with that maybe that's the that's the real loss of Carl Naismith having that auxiliary keeper that we have in the squad if, if need be <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only the only reason why we why we miss him all right we will conclude this with some score predictions Jamie you're Typically the optimistic one, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Um, three 0 I like it. I like it. Dylan, are we not doing the possession prediction again, Billy? That was a hit last week. How oh, was it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I, I, I can, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. It might. It might catch on. Oh my. Fifty-two uh, percent. And I think we'll win 2-0. To, to Luton, sorry, to Luton, yeah, yeah. That's all we care about these days. I'm going to go 48% Luton. And then I'll go 4-2-1 victory. Okay, on position, I'm going to be even more bullish and go like 62% possession. Wow. I think, I think, I think we're going to proper sit in. What was the what was the what were our predictions, Billy, from last week against Cardiff? Because I'm pretty sure I said thirty five percent, and we just I've just looked at it and we had thirty five percent. I don't know. I think you could have been right with that. It's thirty six on foot mob. Ooh. Did we predict Cardiff though? I, I don't remember, mate. I don't remember. We'll have to. I'll have. We'll have to go and double check that and, and bring that up in the next part. Because if I've nailed that one, I'm, I'm going to make a song and dance about it. How many offsides would there be? If Cornick starts, I'm going to go with seven offsides. That is, these predictions are just going to get these predictions are going to start being a 15 minute segment of this show. 
we'll be doing throw-ins, timing of the first card. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. In what minute would have left the, the time-resting goalkeeper? That could be a common one this season. In what minute is the ref going to give a foul against Elijah Adebayo for doing absolutely nothing wrong? Oh, that one last night where he backed into the into the centre half and got called the foul was that that, that was criminal. I've ne- that that I've never seen anything as bad as that. He gets no protection whatsoever, no protection whatsoever. We've gone on a tangent, but that is all we have for today a big thank you to the pair of you for, for joining if you like the podcast and want to show support please rate us on spotify as we continue to grow also check us out on socials we are at oak road hatter on twitter you are oak road hatter pod on instagram and if you'd like to check out the website it is www.oakroadhatter.com but until next week it is goodbye from us days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.